0: Hello, and welcome to the Mindset Nebula, where we talk about SAP, we talk about tech, we talk about design, and sometimes we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Today on the podcast, we've got a pretty interesting topic. You know, we've been focused a little bit more on the technical areas in, in the past few episodes, and we're going to continue that trend. We are going to talk about BTP, what it means for mindset, what it means for you as customers, and what are some of the fun things that are out there. So today with me on the podcast, we have two esteemed colleagues of mine that uh, work within our software and product space, uh, working on labs, accelerators, and fun things and products. We have both Matthew Wiggum and Abolash Gampa on the, on the call today. So for this podcast session, I'm going to quickly hand it over to both Matthew and Abhi to give a quick intro, and then we are going to get kicked off here and talking about BTP. Uh, Abhi, how about you go first? you want to do a, a quick intro for the folks on the podcast?
1: Yes, John. Thank you very much. Hey, my name is Abhilash. Uh, I work for Mindset as a director of software for uh, Mindset uh, Experience India. Uh, currently working for uh, Mindset software team as well as working on the BTP initiatives. That's simple about me.
0: Yep. <laughs> nice, Abhi. Thanks for coming on. All right. And Matthew.
2: Hello Matthew Wiggum again. I currently work in Mindset Labs <laughs> right now buried in SAP's robotic process automation but do various other things around the BTP landscape and just you know core full-stack development.
0: Nice well thanks for coming on Matthew um and i as well so uh my name is Jonathan Bragg. We're gonna to get to a lot of the BTP spaces but I lead our, our department here focusing on labs and accelerators. And I think you know, this topic really came to mind for us because uh, especially for you know, Avi, Matthew and myself in this space, we are huge proponents of SAP BTP. I mean, I would say pretty much and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong but pretty much everything we build uh, that we showcase to customers is built using SAP BTP and a lot of the BTP technologies. Um, so so with that, I kind of want to go through, you know, we, we we jotted down a couple of topics here and, and obviously from from people listening to this, uh, feel free to to comment or or head over to the mindset page and, and leave us a comment asking you know, what you would like to hear about within the BTP space. Because you know, SAP BTP's environment is is huge. There's tons of services. There's tons of options. There's still multiple platforms out there. There's integrations. You know, we we could talk about any one of these different areas, and we're gonna we're gonna focus today on some of the things that we've used, some of the things we we see popular, and uh, and some of the areas that that we've focused in as well. So, I kind of want to start off with, um, you know, BTP has been known in the past as Uh, a lot of different names right we started off with sap hana cloud platform that kind of got us into into the the cloud environment of sap with the database and some of the development tools Uh, and they changed the name to sap cloud platform which expanded all the services into what was called the neo environment and we can get into all these weird names if we need to but um and then the last one was SAP BTP now. So there's there's a, a lot more focus on the business side of transforming. And that makes a lot of sense where SAP is going and not just trying to be a technology, but also be uh, very business transformation focused. So with, with the history, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe we want to start off with some of the some of the dev tools that are out there. So I'll we'll kind of hand it over to either Matthew or Abi. You know what are what are some of the the development tools that you guys use to to build build our products on today? You know, There's I know a lot out there from the different environments, but what would you say some of the some of the IDE tools
2: look like? You know, as you as you had mentioned, you know the movement from Hana Cloud Platform to Cloud Platform, and then now to BTP. You know, SAP Web IDE has been dominating the IDE you know, space within cloud development for SAP. And people had used Eclipse in the past, you know, installing, you know, HANA tools and in cloud, in cloud tools into Eclipse. Um, you know, people had been using command line tools with VS Code and simple, you know, simple structure creation with, with VS Code. But with kind of, with BTP and how they're moving into the future, BAS, you know, SAP's Business Application Studio is kind of an all in one platform for the developer where they can kind of go in. Everything is installed already. Everything, they don't have to install these packages on the, onto their machine. They, they can just go in there and, and develop. So, you know, BAS is, is, a really good tool that they're currently working on in the future. It, it's not done with development. SAP is continually doing updates and patches because there's some deployment issues with BAS and there's some there's some bugs within it because it's so new. But you know they they are working through it and it's going to be the future.
1: I agree with Matthew on that. Those pointers. So present uh, BAS is uh, pretty good, but still it's a lot uh, evolving. And uh, uh, one of the good point about BAS is it is all uh, integrated within the environment and uh, we can easily get started with the workspace kind of concept, which is pretty new in the SAP space, right? When we are developing on the web ID or Eclipse, uh, these are not uh, much available and uh, uh, except that an Eclipse desktop uh, area. And uh, when it comes to the other tools we used is uh, VS code most of the time. uh, Visual Studio Code uh, with all the plugins installed, and uh, to develop the capm applications and other stuff. Uh, along with that, uh, uh, BTP comes with a lot of options for different different services. For example, if you take the IRPA, it has its own um, um, studio where you can develop everything. And uh, similarly, the chartboards uh, CA uh, Chartboards has its own uh, studio kind of stuff where uh, we can develop uh, related services.
0: All right, poll, poll question time. <laughs> what is yeah. is what? What is each of yours' favorite IDE of the moment?
1: <laughs> I love VS Code, basically because of more control. <laughs> yeah.
0: Kind of back, uh, to, I- back to those <laughs> Eclipse days almost.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I almost, I, I almost want to say um, Web IDE, but I actually really do like BAS. I really like the flexibility that BAS is going to give us. Even though I understand that there's going to be some issues with it, I think it's still my favorite.
0: Nice. I'm going to take the completely new school one. Nobody talked about AppGiver, <laughs> So yeah. I'm going to go with my non-techie coding AppGyver approach of.
2: (laughs) Non-technical development (laughs) environment. Like non-development development development environment.
0: Right, let me drag and drop. (laughs) (laughs) Let me me drag and drop a few things over and see if I can connect it to something. I know, I I like AppGyver for, I don't know, I I feel like we we were talking about this not too long ago at at the ASUG event, but uh, I like AppGyver for like quick demos. Like, if you're just going to throw something together and try to connect to some real data and, and showcase someone what's, what's possible in a layout and to capture some data from a, um, from a service in the backend quickly, then AppGaver might be good for that. I always, I, I don't know, we, we can, of course, get into the low-code, code, no-code no code debate, but I still, I still think there's always going to be a need for, you know, a full IDE environment, no matter what, you know, VS code, BAS, however we go forward with different libraries, different connectors, there's always going to be customizations and easier ways to to have developers jump in and and actually create something. And saying that, I had fun with AppGyver when I played with it. (laughs) All right, so that kind of covers the IDE topic. Web ID is still out there. BAS, pretty fun. VS Code, really usable for, for lots of people. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the, the different services of BTP. I think we we try to jump into a lot of these, of course, within within mindset to be able to showcase what you can do within BTP. And I wanted to talk about you know, both of your favorites as far as the different services that are available. Um, what you see is kind of the most popular. Out there, uh, that we hear about a lot with customers, and um, and any other services or things that come to mind that, that we can chat about there. So, um, whoever wants to go first, you know, just kind of jump in. Let's let's talk about a few of the services that are
1: out there. So, uh, BTP. Uh, if you look at that, the simple right. So, uh, we have a lot of instances in the form of instances. Many of services, the services available. So, uh, out of that, uh, I personally like uh, CAPM, Cloud Application Programming Model. Uh, The very specific reason is like, uh, I I look at it this way, like uh, uh, every time uh, on-premises customer side, uh, when they wanted to develop something on the cloud, uh, uh, this was a limitation to uh, build something on the SAP side, Uh, always look at uh, other solutions. So CAPM is uh, filling that gap and uh, we can develop and build a lot of applications, uh, uh, custom applications using the uh, cloud environment uh, within the SAP environment with a uh, with uh, all secured and uh, uh, simple uh, integrated way with uh, all the SAP uh, ecosystem within the SAP ecosystem. Yeah, Because uh, uh, looking at uh, the complexities of business, uh, how uh, best to... Uh, Uh, erp we have but uh, businesses business is so complex business processes are so complex every time customers come up with uh, new challenges new custom applications and uh, this this will really help a lot of the application a lot of the customers to go with that and looking at the sap's long-term vision also uh, all the custom applications is a recommended way to go for uh, the cloud and uh, keep the core clean so that. uh, Uh, maintenance side also it will be very easy for the customer's point of view
2: yeah uh, you know cloud application programming model is one of the more important parts that kind of scp has leaned into it's been around for a little while they've had some really good they have a really good website on it but they have some really good really good documentation over it I i recommend any developer that's wanting to get serious about btp or wants to get serious about how he you know this this developer he or she wants to say, you know I'm I know BTP. I think step one is do you know do you know how to develop within the cloud application programming model? And it's really easy to do in BAS. It's easy to do in VS Code with with a little with a little a little bit of setup. You can even do it in Web IDE to to a point. There's 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 a there's a limitation there. But the ability to you know, using, the, using a BTP service called, called the HANA, HANA database, centralized HANA database, and then turning on, um, you know, you have, you have your HDI containers inside inside BTP to kind of st- to store your data so you can then read it from any, any you know, another, another application or, you know, whatever process that the customer may need. B- BTP provides a very stable platform for filling that gap. For me, uh, a really good BTP service that I actually really like is mobile services, especially with the new mo- the new mobile cards and the new mobile services app that's that's on um, that's on iOS and Google Play is you know kind of coming off of the Cap M topic, mobile services now people don't realize this, but now you don't have to submit your application to the Google Play Store or the, to, or to the Apple Store, you can register that within BTP and run those applications from a QR code within within an app called the SAP Mobile Services on your phone. Um, of course, you can still use SAP Mobile Services to build a mobile, using the mobile development kit, you can build out a fully fledged iOS app and get it, uh, you know, get it approved and post it onto a store and you can install it locally on a device. I have a, I have a practice iPhone, one of my old iPhones. I use it as a, as a development platform when I'm, when I'm testing, when I'm testing apps and, and you can, if you have a Mac, you can install those apps on your, on your phone. But BTB provides two applications. One's called SAP mobile cards and one's SAP mobile services. And you can run applications directly from those apps on your phone. And I think it provides a lot of flexibility within, within the mobile services space. And I think it kind of simplifies a lot of development around that area as well.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, you know, the one, the one silver lining of the pandemic seems to have been people of all walks of life finally know that QR codes can be used for for things all over the place, right? How many people have gone to a restaurant and needed to use a QR
2: code? I mean, there was it, it, a Super Bowl commercial that was <laughs> only a QR code, so. Exactly. And the the, the funny yeah. thing about QR code,
0: like, they've been around forever. They've been around for, what, five, six, seven years at least, and yeah. we've I feel like we finally proved out that this is a technology that can be used in, in a mobility setting or, you know, for a, we see it a lot in like a plant maintenance scenario where they need to scan a piece of equipment to know that this is that exact equipment number and get that into the app. And, you know, there's 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 not a lot of errors that you can really, you know, you can't really air out with something that's just a QR code scan. That's, you can't type yeah. the equipment number in wrong or anything else.
1: even uh, the mobile services side uh, it it just avoid a lot of barriers right it's so simple just to uh, uh, install your apps onto the uh, employees uh, or customers it's just made very simple with the simple clicks uh, everything and also i just wanted to share an interesting uh, uh, survey we did last uh, couple of weeks back so um, our team did like uh, uh, we just asked a simple question like, uh, as a Fiori UIFI developer, which of the SAP BTP technology stack uh, is interested or uh, a topic of interest for the developers in 2022? So I just shared some results like CapN uh, got 38% voting, and mobile services 22%, and uh, IRPI got 23%. and. Uh, Conversationally, yeah, I got 18%. <laughs> so yeah, this is just showing uh, the interest of uh, community and how uh, people are uh, trying to, uh, uh, enthusiast to learn, uh, uh, get ready for BTP in 2022. Right.
0: That was an interesting poll because I, I actually thought IRPA was going to be the leading the leading one when we first put it out. And then you saw, yeah, exactly as you said, CAPM kind of led the way for for everyone really wanting to dig into that a lot more and see see what it was about. Um, as far as service, I think my favorite service is, and we've been doing a little bit of this, you know, abi you've been working on this one a lot, but is the um, the new portal launchpad service along with mobile start. Um, I was I was kind of shocked and amazed, and, and I know a ton of people used to use the Fiori client that they had hosted out there and were a little bit up in arms when, when the Fiori client was announced that it was going away. But I think now that mobile start is here and available, and again, just as easy to use from a cloud launchpad, that you can go into the settings, you can go down to the mobile start area, you can scan a QR code to install the app, you can scan a QR code to then configure to your specific BTP site, log in, and you have your same exact launchpad experience that you had, you know, 10 minutes before it was really cool for me i i just was playing around with it last week and it took me maybe 25 to 30 minutes to set up the the entire thing from launchpad all the way through mobile app and to test a um sick with the plant maintenance scenario i tested a like a my my maintenance orders application on my phone that looked looked great and was easy to set up
2: this is kind of a Pretty decent transition into another topic, but especially with new themes coming out, and you know, even mobile mobile experiences are going to get better.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And just the, I don't know, the the ease of use compared to compared to what it used to be in the SAP landscape to get something available for a user on a phone. I mean we we can't get away from the mobile services like you were talking about. There's still a ton that can be done in. In native mobile apps via mobile services, so BTP will always be involved there. But yeah, just just if you're looking to get your launchpad apps onto a mobile device, and you're actually hosting something within BTP, then uh, that was that was super easy. I would say the limitation there is that you absolutely have to be using that portal launchpad service. You can't do this from an embedded S four landscape, which you know some of our some of our customers have been asking about.
1: Yeah, exactly. The other way, uh, looking at the mobile services, the usage and there is always a need, right, for the customer point of view. But uh, now uh, looking at uh, how simplif- how SAP simplified this and uh, you know, SAP has taken all the hurdles, right, everything, no infrastructure related stuff, no security concerns, right. You don't worry about what device uh, it is, um, employees or customers are using right so everything is uh, pretty pretty much simplified and uh, you can have the uh, the same experience uh, launchpad experience uh, when while you are working or when you are go so everything is uh, same right it's uh, it's a lot of uh, uh, benefit for the customers quickly they can uh, go for the mobile services without worrying about a uh, uh, lot of barriers uh, in the previous versions
0: yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I, I didn't even think of you know how many apps in the past that we've done that need, you know, hybrid containers or Cordova packaged or you know, you kind of don't need to worry about some of that stuff if you're if you're using some of the SAP technologies they provide. So that's interesting. So none of us said the so popular services for BTP, none of us mentioned that our favorites were <laughs> IRPA or conversational AI or IOT or <laughs> like any of the any of the big buzzwords that are out there, which no. like, I think is kind of kind of no. funny. Um, so let, let's talk about those a little bit because I know there's there's obviously other big players in those markets. Uh, SAP has tools that you can stick with within the platform but uh, yeah, I don't know let's, let's maybe chat a little bit about um, about IRPA.
2: Yeah, I mean within within the IRPA space, SAP is still still what you would consider a challenger. They're a they're new. They're new in this space. They're new in the process. You know, and IRPA is completely dominated by by UI UiPath right now. I mean, when you I went to an ASEG event in Denver and I several people I asked if they've even used our RPA. They just mentioned, oh yeah, we used U, UI UiPath for that. And i like, yeah, you probably did. Um With UI Path being the industry leader, I think you know SAP's got some way to go, um, some ways to go. But within the BTP space, their IRPA platform isn't isn't too complicated. It's um it falls within SAP scope to say that it takes a lot of setup for something to work, and that it's kind of true within SAP. Really, within it, within within anything within SAP, that it takes some setup to get used to. But once you get RPA set up, you can. You can do a lot of things there you know there's there's scenarios out there where people are you know creating sales orders from emails they're creating you know they're they're automating um, HR requests or automatic they're automating time timesheet um, access expense ex- they're even using um, RPAs for ex- for automatic expense repro- approval for certain like categories and certain certain things like that they're doing you know, simple SAP business things. And I think it, there's some room there. There's some room to grow. I think you could really, you know, have a complicated process, especially if you're using standard SAP for some, for some process. And I think if you're, if you're relying on SAP's core code to just, Hey, I just need to, I always have to go to this transaction. I always have to do X, Y, and Z and it never, ever changes. You know, you can easily set up an IRPA scenario there and, Kind of automate those tasks, so I, you know there, there's there's some room there. I, I think with RPA it just needs some needs some marketing a little bit. I think it needs some marketing, and I need and I think it needs some application. I think I think SAP really needs to lean into it. You know, people are scared of workflow. They hate the term workflow when people talk about SAP workflow, but RPA is kind of the future of where workflow wants to be. So. Instead of having to go through these predefined steps, RPA is just going to run all of those predefined steps automatically also while sending you any sort of errors along the way and also sending you confirmation emails. So I think it's, it's you know, they have a bright future. I just think SAP needs some, it just, it just, it needs some love. It needs some attention from SAP.
1: Yep, I most I agree with uh, Matthew on that. Uh, it's uh, still early compared to the market uh, leaders, but uh, uh, with the tools and integrations, what IRP is coming up with, right? Uh, for example, uh, um, the API hub integration and uh, the lot of uh, plugins uh, available for uh, simple uh, uh, integrations where uh, sales orders or orders coming or emails invoices coming to the email and directly just to uh, run the bot like uh, just to automate the repeated tasks and uh, let the employees concentrate on more uh, productive works in those scenarios so uh, this is uh, a lot of use uh, but uh, yes definitely educating the customers and letting them know what are the possibilities are there it definitely uh, makes a lot of difference and one of the best thing is uh, uh, as mentioned uh, within the sap ecospace, you have a solution um, so definitely as this is uh, uh, gaining traction, but uh, it's uh, at present it's a little bit slow. So yeah agree on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think the only uh, the only other two I've even heard of in in the context were, of course, market leader UIpath, Matthew said. And then there's some folks using uh, Blue Prism out there Blue as Prism. well. Yeah. yeah. And then the, I, I think you know at that, at that same ASUG event, um, you know, we kind of looked for a raise of hand. Hey, how many people are using IRPA? And it's like one one hand raise, I think. And then said, like, okay, how many people are using UiPath? And it was like yeah. kind of quarter of the room sort of yeah. sort of thing. So yeah. they, they do have a little ways to go in, in IRPA. I think it I think it works and it works good and they have good scenarios out there. And I can only imagine that as some more um, S4 HANA Things get built out, they will start to include that in some of the, the standard SAP content. So, they'll maybe they'll look to partners for that. Maybe they'll look to to SAP development teams for that. But there's a lot of, um, a lot of great finance scenarios always. And I think finance has always been the core of SAP, and that's where they're going to want to invest more money long term to say, hey, look, look at how you can automate your your vendor invoicing. Look at how you can automate your. Um, AP processing you know how do we make SAP more exception-based it's a it's a huge ask in the market right now and if you can automate all the things around that and get your people to a higher higher level of task you know where they're looking at exceptions and making sure that they can respond to customers in a timely manner that's that's exactly what people are asking for so I do see it getting bigger I don't think it's going to go away from SAP I think it's just going to become more and more integrated into the S4 core. All right. Does that cover RPA? Probably. <laughs> yeah, that covered. <laughs> um, we also talked about, uh, well, conversational, yeah. How about how about that one? I, I think that one's kind of fun.
1: It's everywhere, chatbots. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, we just uh, getting uh, into that space, like uh, only chatbots were only uh, for personal communications in the early days. Uh, but now it's more becoming like uh, solving lot of uh, business challenges for the with reduced work uh, force right for customer support or self service kind of stuffs so uh, sap has made this uh, beautiful ai powered uh, chatbot uh, where just you can configure uh, how you wanted to define the uh, workflow how you wanted to define the terminology uh, everything you can just uh, uh, put that together and the beauty, beauty of this is like you can easily connect to any of your SAP systems and uh, pull the business data and uh, make sure that uh, uh, the customer, the users will have the right information in hand. And everything is simple, like you can, with just a simple clicks, so you can, int- we can integrate it with uh, Fiori apps or we can put it into um, any website kind of stuff. And uh, looking at our, uh, we, uh, from the mindset side, uh, uh, we have developed a uh, password reset chart bot uh, which is... Uh, a self-service chatbot uh, without uh, security's help, uh, we can developer anybody can SAP users can re- request for resetting their password and they can do it within just less than five minutes, right? So usually raise a ticket that needs to be reviewed by somebody and reset and a lot of process, but uh, this just enabled the um, a simple uh, solution for that. There are a lot of many use cases definitely uh, helps uh, many custom many users uh, within the SAP space with this. I think it's a
0: it's a fairly good platform too. You know, it's really easy to use. It's it's easy to develop on, and it's easy to connect into different um, different channels. So, oh, we we have an internal Slack um, installation for, you know, team collaboration and things. And the the ease of connecting the chatbot into a new Slack channel is is amazing. You know, same thing with Teams. Um, same thing if you just want to put it on a website on a portal you know there's easy connectors and easy steps to walk through to to actually install in those areas so I think it's kind of a cool one there's yeah like Abby said a ton of use cases Um, it's just I think you also really need to need to make sure you design uh, design language around uh, how the chatbot's going to respond in in all scenarios we've all read some Fun horror stories around how
2: how chatbots have responded in in one way or another to to customers out in the real world. Yeah, I mean you have to have a good design approach. Um, SAP helps out with that a little bit. They they provide packages and plug-in like language plugins and, and things like that. But you, it's something that that requires a lot of user testing and a lot of edge case integration based testing to kind of make sure you flush out all of those scenarios and you have to be sure that all of your approaches are covered because the chat bot is going to pretty much respond to anything somebody says with a, with a predefined response. It's kind of how they're designed, right? And they're designed with, you know, that, that hybrid machine learning approach where you have to learn the bot or you have to train the bot to respond to certain things. So, you know, SAP kind of helps out a little bit there it, but it does need a lot of TLC to make sure that, you know, all of your approaches are, are covered. And if you don't have a specific approach covered, at least you have some sort of an exit for the bot. You have some sort of predefined response for the bot that says, you know, hey, I didn't understand you. You know, can you please make your request again? So just something to consider. Yeah, for sure
0: like it I get started with a you know a, a fun platform to try out and I got into hey there's actually a lot of things we can do this if we can connect to the SAP system which was which is pretty cool. So I uh, want to get a little bit there's there's a lot of people that aren't already using SAP BTP in one way or the other um, as developers as people who want to learn new technology, what would you recommend to folks in trying to get into BTP? Where should they, where should they look first? Where should they start? How can they, you know, how can they learn on, on what's available there or, or where to go to?
2: I think the best place right now, probably the easiest place to use right now, because yeah, I know when we talk about SAP's product offerings, people are, are unsure of, are they looking at the sales page or are they actually looking at the tech page? So I think the SAP Discovery Center is probably going to be your best option. The ability to kind of see, all right, what's available in the free tier, what's kind of all the little plugins and in you know s- subscriptions you can have within BTP, and then also kind of give you, you know, not the most accurate pricing information, but pretty close to pricing information because everybody's licenses are different. Everybody has a, has a specific license scenario, but you know just from a brand new person the discovery center's pricing information is pretty accurate so i think it's a really good place plus they also offer links on how to get started how to set up certain things you know and um and then secondly if you're looking for more tech i mean i always point it point to the help.sap because they keep help.sap updated especially with with the btp they have pretty much all of help.sap updated with the BTP free trial since or the free tiers since the Hana trial that doesn't exist anymore. So you know, people the setup's just a little bit different, and they have updated all of those all of those topics. So um, the discovery center for those non tech or or even the tech people trying to trying to get an intro into into BTP, I think it's a really good place to start.
1: Pretty good starting point to learn. Uh, on every topic like it's uh, pretty decent and uh, very informative step by step guides even if you're l- learning some complex uh, uh, scenarios like document extraction or IRPA uh, so there is a lot of information how uh, it can be set up uh, free type plus uh, with free tier you can just make hands on and you can get started yeah.
0: I always tout the Discovery Center now is one of you know the the great but little known websites of SAP just on how they how they structured it. And I don't know, maybe it's a play on like, oh, you're going to the cloud, like you're going to the moon or something, but they set it up in kind of a, a space format where you have to do these missions and you have to, and they have actual uh, animations of, of uh, space-related things. So they kind of made, made it fun to try to go in and learn something, which uh, any, any developer knows, you know, if you're down in the dregs of help.sap.com, that's the not mm-hmm. fun <laughs> it gives you yeah, all the sometime. information you need but yeah. you're gonna Sometimes. work for it <laughs> um so yeah I, I i love that site i was gonna say the same one um there's some other like little known sites like the, that same asec event i was i was surprised you know when we we put up a slide of different resources and we talked about the discovery center well a few folks in the room really knew about that one so far the other one was um integrations within BTP you know people are always looking for how do i connect to salesforce how do i connect to you know xyz system out there and the the API business hub we found is just really really hidden for some reason like sap's tried to get it out there a lot but uh, more and more and it just seems like people have not been able to find that one so API business hub maybe we'll put some yeah. put some links within the a podcast here too for folks to some of these these high level I sites. Mean,
2: yeah, for 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 direct connecting to a lot of the well known and what highly used platforms like you know like Salesforce or something like that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, um, and also there's you know there, there's a brand new RPA bot store which um, hasn't been out there for very long. Which kind of connects into the SAP App Center or the SAP App Store, and all these sites together are just. Different ways of, of downloading reusable components. It feels like you know, trying to get something started within the BTP landscape, which is which is pretty cool. So I'm trying to think. Let's see. We we had a couple other topics here, but we're we're coming up on time here. Is there there any any tips or tricks? Maybe maybe we'll close it out with this. You know, tips or tricks for people uh, wanting to jump into BTP, wanting to get started there, wanting to learn more. Um, what what's uh, a number one tip from each of you that that someone can go out and, and really get started with?
1: Uh, from a developer point of view, uh, definitely we already covered uh, uh, many of the tools and trips. Uh, what where we need to start and where we need to um, learn these things? Uh, that's the you know, pretty much a good way. And even for the uh, business also, uh, SAP is uh, providing a lot of uh, business pre- business content so that uh, um, with uh, the free tires, they just can experiment and see how the things works. Right? So depending on the skills, like now the BTP has uh, uh, ruled out the barriers, right? You only need a BAP skill or you only need uh, uh, this one to develop any uh, extension. So. Now it is pretty much open, um, like any other uh, uh, cloud platform. We can build with uh, Node, uh, React, or uh, any web technologies, uh, and uh, Cloud Foundry, which is uh, uh, built as per the Cloud Foundry standards, the runtime. Right. Um, so uh, even the ABAP environment is there on the BTP. So uh, all the extensions can be developed uh, on the ABAP space as well.
2: Yeah. I actually think somebody getting started when we're talking about like an NBTP, the SAP's new learning, like the the new the new learning environment was like the new learning center. There's some actually really good CAPM tutorials out there from SAP and they are directly integrated into BAS and it's a really good starting point when understanding CAPM development. I think I think just Googling generic, you know, CapM 101, CapM Beginner's Guide, there's some really good SAP tutorials out there that show you, you know, very basic, very core setup development within CapM. And I think it's a really good starting point for some developers. And you don't really have to be, they don't ask you to write code, they're not asking you to create something, you know, they give you all the code that you need to, to write but what they do, what's nice about it is that they explain why they're going through all of these steps and that's really important and I think I think just for people to understand the why is just really important for you know, just understanding you know, the basics of capm because, if you can understand it in BAS, if you can understand it in VS Code, if you can set up all of the plugins and understand it in any development environment that you want to use, I think the stronger you're going to be.
0: Yeah. I, I like those. As, as we were talking here, I was kind of thinking, you know, obviously going back to the Discovery Center, is a huge quick way to get started, but open SAP as well. You know, I was just out there doing a quick search and there's there's a a ton of free classes on, on open SAP com around whether it's whether you're interested in bot building integrations chat bots workflow in BTP um, some of the some of the integrations into Microsoft services et cetera, et cetera. there's there, there's a ton of stuff a ton of content out there for free for people to use and I don't know, I guess an, another tip for me is that there's a to me there's a reason they they did the name change this time around we had SAP Cloud Platform which is more of a tech stack. And now they're really trying to integrate things within the business environment. So um, my, my other tip always is to make sure that when you're designing, developing something within BTP, it has a customer in mind. You know, you're doing this for a customer experience, a better experience, an easier way for people to do something. Uh, we, we all love playing around with tech. We all love developing brand new things, but make sure it has a customer application. So, yeah, I think... Um, I think with that, uh, any, any other closing thoughts, Abhi or Matthew, around BTP today? Otherwise, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap this one up as well.
1: Yeah, there is a, just a closing point. There is a lot of uh, videos available on YouTube as well, pretty simple ones, um, where we can get started with overuse and uh, some live scenarios just before even without hands-on, we can experience and see what are the possibilities of BTP. Uh, i personally feel this is going to make a lot of difference uh, in sap space and uh, there is going to 2022 is going to be a, it's going to be a very hot topic uh, uh, for most of the customers planning side and uh, develop pocs and all stuff
0: yeah i yeah. basically trying to say that this will not be the last time you hear us talk about btp
2: <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure
0: yeah. nice okay Um, Yeah, I think with that one. So um, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind some folks of of a few of our events coming up. So we do have a BTP roundtable coming up. I think that is next Friday. So next Friday, the 25th, I believe. Uh, Yes, that is Friday, February 25th, our BTP roundtable. We also have a Carolina's ASUG event in-person event. It's, you know, super weird, but we're getting back to it, folks. Uh, ASUG is March 17th in the Carolinas. That's in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then uh Matthew, I think there's also what two other local ASUG events, uh both in is it Austin and Houston
2: or Yeah. Talk- I'm going I'm going to the Austin ASUG events, um, just as a member for Mindset. I think it's me and another Mindset uh resource on the 24th in Austin. And then March third, I'm also going to the ASUG event in Houston on March third with a contingent of Mindset people. I think yeah. uh, it depends. Um, I think might not be finalized. I think Mindset's also the platinum sponsor there. But
0: yeah, but so anybody, anybody know. within the areas, jump on down. Um. It's fun to, you know, Matthew and I were just at the day Denver ASEC event, it's just, it's fun to start to get back to in-person stuff and see familiar faces and contacts, and you can just tell that, that people, people really want to interact, which is, which is really cool. All Well, that, that covers it for this edition of the Mindset Nebula. We will talk to you all soon. And uh, thanks for joining us today. We'll we'll come back to BTP, I'm sure, in a few months here on the Nebula and, and get even more thoughts on, on what SAP is doing in this space. So thank you both very much.
2: Thank you, John. Right.
1: Thank you, Matthew. Bye.
2: John, right. Avi, catch you
1: all thank later. You. Bye. Bye. Bye.